0: To continuing once again through the book of matthew we're in chapter 24 last time um, we were together we managed to get through verse uh, 9 if i remember correctly so we will pick up in verse 10 and if you remember we are um, jesus is describing the end times you know he had been asked by the uh, disciples you know when the coming would be and what signs they were to look for and that sort of thing Um, and so i had explained that in his response he's talking to people that won't even be here when any of this occurs now let me go ahead and say something else you know while it's on my mind just kind of occurs to me that you know in 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 this section of matthew he's clearly talking about the end times but this is not the area that you need to go to and i kind of alluded to this before Um, this is really not the area that you need to go to to nail down the sequence of events um, and to get your eschatological viewpoint from because as i said before during this section here He's just describing the end times in general and from the perspective of, you know, God or Jesus Christ, the Son. Um, he just sees it as an event, not as a timed sequence. And so he's just describing different things that are occurring. And, but the other thing is he's also trying to say some things, and I'll point them out as we go through here, to say some things that they can relate to in, in order to understand the severity Of what is about to come Um, so again don't don't uh, you know you can you can you can look at this and, and and glean you know some of the occurrences that may happen but to get the time frame you need to go to Daniel Revelation and some of the other places in Scripture that will help you nail down the sequence of events that will happen Jesus is describing things that, you know, he's not looking at it from a time perspective. He's just he's just sharing things that, to help them understand how severe and how awful it's going to be. So keep that in mind as we go through here. So we're in verse 10. He says, And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another so he's describing the atmosphere and the um, general demeanor of people during the the last days maybe maybe leading up to the tribulation but definitely during the tribulation um, it's not going to be a time where you can trust a whole lot of people and many of you may have seen some of those films that, that uh, have been out regarding the end times, and some of the portrayals in there are pretty vivid, and uh, and I believe may, you know, pretty accurately describe what's about to happen, because people are going to be fooled, It because it goes on and it says in verse 11, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Um, and this is the second time he mentions false prophets, and he mentions it again in a third time a little bit later on I'll have more to say about that when we get to those verses but but here's what happens with false prophets people um, people begin to follow um, these false prophets uh, these people that come and say they represent Christ And, and as you get closer to the end times and you get in of course into the tribulation and whatnot. You know, there's, there's going to be more rumors and whatnot about the coming of Christ and that sort of thing, and some people will actually portray themselves as Christ. And so it, it just blows me away sometimes how far out some of the beliefs are. I mean, when you look at some of the beliefs today of some of the cults that are out there and some of the things that they espouse and people buy into it, no matter how crazy the idea is, if you come up with some kind of... A, Belief system, uh, somebody will buy into it, and and there'll be a lot of people buy into it. I mean, out of seven billion people on this planet, you can get a pretty sizable following, and and still just be a small fraction of all of humanity. But you can you can still get a lot of people following. So you know, almost anything is acceptable. Whatever you want to put out there, just just come up with some kind of belief, um, in sequence of events, and. You'll get people to to fall for it, and and so he's he's warning them that you know this is going to happen. So when these false prophets come, they're going to persuade people to do some pretty wild and crazy things, and and they're going to justify uh, betraying one another, um, turning one another in because you know they'll, you know, for for, for instance, um, Islam states in the Quran that you know people who are not uh, Muslim are infidels and deserve to be killed. Well, people believe that. Well, if you're in a situation, unfortunately, you know, we have certain laws and restrictions that kind of curtail that to some degree, but if you're in an environment that such as may be occurring here in the end times where things like that may be legalized, um, because you have the Antichrist who's running the show and certainly he's he's not going to show a whole lot of mercy, so Um, You know, he's going to label people who are his enemies, which will be Christians, um, as enemies and pronounce sentence upon them. And and, and who knows what will be legal and what won't be legal. Uh, A lot of things may be condoned and even encouraged um, and done so by false prophets very often. They'll incorporate that stuff into their belief system. So, you know, that's... Why he says so consistently or so many times to watch out for false prophets You know, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself but anyway You know, that's kind of what he's talking about and how bad it's going to be And verse 12 he says, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold So not only will people be deceived, but a lot of it will be because there's a lack of compassion um, you know, if you're, you know, that's where, like, serial killers come from. You know, they're raised in an environment where they're, they lose their sense of compassion. They, they, things are so skewed that, um, you know, betrayal and death and, 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 you know, self-gratification and things like that become um, okay and, and preeminent and important to them more so than the concern for others. And, and, and so that's what he's saying. There'll be no... Uh, no compassion no concern for what you know the needs and feelings and whatnot of others and so you've got a, a, a ripe right field the right pickings for these false prophets to come and um and convince people uh, of whatever it is that they decide to teach and whatever crazy belief that they share because there'll be a lack of love a, a lack of love even between brother and sister and even children you know one of, one of my things that bothers me the most is when people abuse children you know they're innocent and they have no form of self defense um, and they don't understand what's going on and people abuse them and do do things to them well the only thing that keeps people from doing that is is just you know human compassion well if you're trained from childhood to um to put that down, to you know, to to not honor that, to to just kind of squelch it in your life, you know, then then you do that, and you don't have to have a valid reason for it. It just you just do it, and you, you don't try to see the logic of it. Um, so people literally will become inhuman with regard to one another, and so it's just he's he's building a climate here. Uh, to help people understand how bad things are going to be. In verse uh, 13, he says, But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Now, this is a verse that people get all messed up on and take it out of context and try to add a work salvation thing into this that you know, if you make it through the tribulation, you're going to be... Spiritually saved? Well, that's not the case at all. He's talking about physically here. If you if you do make it through physically the, the tribulation and all these trial periods. You know, Christ comes back and there's a physical salvation that will occur. Um, You know, you make it through a great trial or a a great danger and that sort of thing, and so there's a sense of salvation if you get through that. So that's all that he's referring to, people, you know, people trying to read something into it that's not there, but that's really all it's talking about. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Well, I think we talked about before how easy it will be to share the the gospel, because, you know, there's going to come a time, you read in Revelation about the 144,000 Jews who are evangelizing the world and that sort of thing, but... You know, they don't have to physically go all around the world. We have television, we have radio, we have the Internet, and so on. You know, they've got watches now you wear on your wrist, and and you can talk to people all around the world, or you can put a blog up on YouTube or somewhere. Um, you can share information anywhere and everywhere at any point in time, whatever you choose. Um, and so, you know, you know, sharing the gospel will be an easy thing to do. Of course sharing the message of evil message of the devil will be competing as well. So you know that's going to be out there so there's going to be that uh, you know that um, you know, contest that goes on you know that that that, can, that will exist during that time. Um, but the fact is, you know, there will be the means of being able to do that. So, But, of course, he's talking to people here, and he's telling them something that's very difficult for them to understand because they don't have the means to do that sort of thing. Uh, but he says it will come. He's just talking about different things that will occur during the end time. He says, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet... Um, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth him, understand. Uh, let him understand. Sorry, I misread that. Um, so now he's talking about the Antichrist, and of course, that's one of the events that occurs during tribulation. The Antichrist will reveal himself, but he will emerge as a world leader. Um, he first reveals himself as a world leader because he comes in and he solves a lot of problems. In the world that nobody else is really capable of doing, and and again, I'm I'm just stating some conclusions that have been drawn from you know study in, in the other books. I'm, I'm not trying to establish you know your eschatological viewpoint at you know now by going through this because I don't think that's the purpose of this passage. Um, I'm just telling you about things that will happen during that period of time and in my view as a pre-trib, pre-millennial person, um, there's a period of time when the Antichrist comes, there's a a lot of turmoil in the world, this guy emerges as as a a world leader and and this occurs after the rapture Um, and he solves a lot of problems, people accept him, he's praised as a leader, he even um, has a peace treaty with Israel um, for three and a half years uh, so midway through the tribulation and in halfway through the tribulation, he then reverses course and basically declares war on the Jews. He goes into the, uh, the temple and literally sits on the throne in the temple. Um, And that's why he's called The Abomination of Desolation, spoken of by Daniel the Prophet. And I had said before, Daniel's one of the books you look at and study um, in order to establish your eschatological uh, viewpoint, time frame, or, you know, however you want to call it. Um, So, you know, he said, you know, when that happens, you know where you're at, you know what's going on this is this is in in the end time he says he's going to come in he's going to stand in a holy place and you know people that see that happen um you know they they can look back in the scripture and see where it's been prophesied where you know it's going to be the fulfillment of prophecy and people are going to understand why it's occurring and who this person is he's going to be revealed at that point in time And of course, then he begins to talk about all the uh, terror and the horror and the turmoil and everything that occurs after he does that because that's the beginning of the tribulation. Now, you know, we're at the end of our time here, and so I want to, you know, we kind of start getting into that the the terrible things that occur to the people that are going to be on the run at that point in time, which will be Christians, so when we pick up in our next episode, or our next post, um, or our next blog, uh, we'll start in verse 16, in case you want to study ahead, take a look at that, and we'll talk about those who are now on the run from the Antichrist, uh, so until next time, goodbye and God bless.